0: Hey, welcome, this is episode 20. In this episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Faye. Faye is a third year med student in the UK who recently has also become a YouTube sensation. Her YouTube is Faye Bait, where she has over 20,000 subscribers, and that number is growing very quickly. I wanted to interview Faye because she's very unapologetically herself, and I admire that a lot. She breaks the typical stereotypes of being a medical student by portraying her vibrant, exciting, and captivating personality. Personally, I feel like Faye is really open about different aspects of her life, and I enjoy following along her med school journey, which is why I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. I will be asking Faye more about her YouTube and social media growth because that's a very fast-growing, there's a very fast-growing medical community on these platforms, and we could all learn a thing or two. Hi, Faye. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you for joining. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm just like so excited to get to talk to you and, you know, share with my followers and subscribers like what your journey has been and, you know, all social media, YouTube, Instagram stuff. For real. So, why don't you just start off by like telling us all a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you? What year in med school are you in? Where are you from? All of that stuff. So, my name's Faye and I'm in my third
1: year of medicine um, at Anglia Western University in the United Kingdom. And um, I am originally from Wales, which I feel like a lot of Americans that I normally speak to, or like a lot of people anywhere around the world, really, they're not too sure like where Wales is, but basically Wales is like a separate country to England, but it's just like next door to England. So that's
0: where I'm from. And yeah, I'm in my third year of medicine and loving every minute. Oh, that's great. So I wanted to ask you, um, you started YouTube. I know we talked a little bit before we started recording, but Faye started her YouTube in 2019. So what motivated you to like put yourself on camera? It's a big decision to make and go public. How did you start?
1: 100% is such a hard decision to make. And I think it is. It's very, it's a very vulnerable um, position to put yourself in. Like I've had, I had, quite a large like instagram following before that and it always i don't know i i always felt that instagram you couldn't really portray like such a big part of my life which was obviously doing medicine and you know instagram is a great platform and you can meet so many incredible people on that platform and share a lot of your life that way but i think it yeah it i didn't give me an opportunity to showcase one of the biggest parts of my life which is obviously medicine um and there are a lot of things i'm passionate about like i had quite you know I faced a lot of rejection when I was on my road to getting into medical school which I think you know medicine is such a competitive um, course to get on wherever you are in the world Um, and I really wanted to share my journey and how I you know managed to keep my motivation like and better my application and get there in the end so that's mainly it I mean a, a massive thing as well for me is documenting just life in medical school because obviously we all know once Once medical school is over, that is when the really hard work begins. And I just want to document all these last, you know, few years of like the golden years of my life, potentially. So and have those to look back on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. I kind of feel that way about the golden years of my life where I'm in school and I don't have really that many responsibilities yet (laughs) you know we're still young and we just have ourselves to take care of so i kind of consider that as my golden years like i'm only responsible for myself and like that and i you know it gives us the time to do things like social media or you know our side hustles and passion projects now is the time for that but uh thank you for sharing so you talked a little bit about how you know you worked really hard and you faced a lot of rejection And you guys, Faye actually has a YouTube video that goes kind of into that on like how she got rejected and how she kept going. So if you guys want to check that out, you can. But I wanted to ask you for the podcast also. I know this isn't one of the questions I have written out, but I'm curious, like what kind of rejection did you face? And how did you motivate yourself to get past it and continue on the path to becoming a doctor? Because there's so many other things out there, like you have other interests, like in beauty and fashion. So how did you like laser focus on becoming a doctor
1: so i'm not sure how it works um, for you guys for your application but for us we're only allowed to pick um four medicine choices and then we pick one other choice that isn't medicine so i think the idea is that if you get rejected from all four then you still have something to fall back on because it is um like quite common to get rejected from all four and have to apply like several years in a row until you get your place and um, so i received rejection from every single university medical school I applied to. I got a place to do medical biochemistry at the University of Leicester um but obviously that was not what I wanted to do I wanted to do medicine um and it was very 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 hard I think the most important thing to do when you're in that sort of situation is to emotionally detach yourself and look at it almost from the outside in and think what went wrong so that you can tackle it and I think when you're emotional or when you're sad that's almost impossible to do because you're just trying to process like it's almost like a feeling of grief um, but I think I had a great support network around me and it did take some time but you know I worked out what had gone wrong what I needed to work on got back to the drawing board worked on it and then I was really lucky I was preparing to apply for the next cycle um, but then I was really lucky. And basically there was a medical school doing last minute um, applications. And I applied there and I got my place. Um, and yeah, I was very, very, very grateful for it. But
0: yeah, that's basically that. Yes, I had no idea that in the UK you can only apply to four schools. I mean, like I would be rejected 500 times if that were the case for the US. Yeah. We had as many schools as we want.
1: Oh my God way, yeah I think because even I know some people who um who have applied four years in a row and like this was the first year like people in my year they applied four years in a row and this was the first year that they got their place and like, it does limit you um but I think yeah I think it's because they get so many applications anyway um they're just trying to limit it but yeah it it is that's what make, makes it so interesting the differences in like the application process and
0: you know training yeah that's crazy. And you guys don't have to go to like college. Um, so yeah. You did this right out of high school. You started applying, right?
1: Yeah. So that's, I think the biggest difference is we don't have to do uh, like an undergraduate degree. This is, this is my undergraduate degree. Um, but say for my flatmate, Evie, she did an undergraduate degree and then now she's doing medicine. There are lots of people who do choose to do an undergraduate and it does benefit you. Um, but yeah,
0: no, I, I came straight out of,
1: secondary school and now do medicine
0: yeah that's great so um, my next question for you is if someone were to ask you how to grow on YouTube or go viral how would you answer that oh that's um, such a hard question I think obviously everyone it is
1: really true I think be yourself and everyone has something to offer Um,
0: I, I don't know do you follow Ali Abdal or oh, subscribe to him I think, He's just, like a, I haven't watched a lot of his videos recently, no. but I know who he is.
1: Yeah, so I think he said something, like, about not assuming that everyone knows, uh, that what you know, it might seem so simple in your head, but mm-hmm. to a lot of people, that is maybe something very useful to them, and I think we all have these lived experiences and useful we all have useful information to impart on other people and I think it's about finding what makes you unique and what you can offer to people and being very true to yourself but I feel like everyone says be true to yourself Um, I would say always trying to like improve the quality of your videos so I feel like when I'm just bored or I'm just eating or something I always try and maybe watch a video about how to edit better or how to make your videos more like engaging or you know different ways that you can uh, break up a video to keep people interested throughout the entire length of the video the more technical side of it i think that's also important to be yourself but then also engage with um like constantly developing and growing as like a creator
0: yeah, that's really good advice because even I, like when I first started doing YouTube, I was like, oh, you know, people would know this or that's pretty obvious or I know everything that goes on in my life. So I don't think to record myself because like not everyone else knows what's going on. So I forget yeah. sometimes, but that's so true. And, you know, there's a whole science behind YouTube and I'm still learning it. And I know a lot of people that reach out to me and might be now reaching out to you for advice. Like I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much I don't know. And I've been on the yeah. For a little bit over a year and you know when you talk about like how to make videos engaging and how to get people to watch through the whole thing like there is actual data behind that analytics. and analytics yeah to, study it to really know what to do and i you have to also know how to study it like i opened the analytics page on youtube and i'm like uh what do i do with that yeah so many numbers so. I I'm just like what am i supposed to do with this information i don't know so that's great advice um, my next question for you we actually kind of already answered really what you know what motivated you to go through the med school process and some differences between the us and uk so i'm going to skip that one and i'm okay. going to the next question about if you could go back and change anything about your path Uh, to med school or you know like the mistakes maybe you've learned you could share that from applying a few times you know what would it be what would you change
1: um so I definitely think for me I well this is another difference um between obviously the US and the UK we our end of year exams like our end of school exams are called A levels so we do exams when we're 16 called GCSEs okay and I did Um, like very well in my GCSEs very happy with what I got um, like more than enough to get me into medical school but then my A levels the typical offer for medicine in the UK would be three A's so like you'd normally have an A in biology an A in chemistry and then like an A in a third subject and I actually ended up getting like dropping I think I got ABB um so I ended up having to refit just to get those A's. And I think one of my exams was something silly. It just like brought me down massively. And I think, and at the end of the day, you know, there's only one person that, that, that was my doing. But I think if I could go back, I just would have thought to myself, like, you just need to work harder, like up your game for a couple months just to get those grades and it would have just made my whole journey so much more so much easier and given me a lot more choice about where I was going to study um you know and I probably wouldn't have had to face the rejections but you know that is something that ideally I would change but actually I've learned so much more from being rejected and so much more from the failures that I faced in secondary school and now I feel like I value my place in medical school so much more. And also when it comes around to exam times, I have that experience of failure and I kind of go, Faye, we're not having a repeat, like knuckle down. And when it does come to exams, I have a tendency to, I, I don't let it slip because I know how it feels to know that you could have done better and have that, those sorts of regrets. So, you know, I would change it if I could, but at least I have the lessons I learned from it.
0: Yeah, no, that's what's really important. That's a hard question. Um, I actually got asked this question in one of my med school interviews, which is why I other people like, and it it really stumped me. I was like, what would I change about my past? Because everything that happens really helps you become the person you are. And, you know, as cliche as that is, it's so true. And you, you faced previously are allowing you to excel so well in med, med school now and you know maybe you're more aware mm. now you know how to study you know or what works best for you and on top of that you're doing so much stuff like outside of medical school you're managing your time and I actually did want to ask you a little bit about that but you do YouTube and I've been watching some of your vlogs like you run really long distances so that's pretty awesome <laughs> you go on walks you know with your yeah um, roommates and your dogs and i just feel like you know all that stuff takes time and you're really enjoying your life outside of school as well so how do you you know you've learned so many different lessons i'm sure but now you know how to buckle down and study for these exams like you said how do you manage your time though when there's so many different things going on and like youtube is basically a side hustle it's kind of a business you have yeah. to more than just you know film yourself you have to edit those videos you have to learn how to use the camera you know all of that stuff so how do you kind of manage everything
1: I think the two things that have definitely helped me the most is efficiency when I'm studying. So I really have nailed down like how to maximize the time that I spent studying. So maybe in first year I'd spend three hours on something that now takes me one hour. So I think investing time into learning about the best ways to study has helped me so much, freed up a lot of my time. And then I would also say procrastination, Oh, I would say two other things, two other tips for managing my time, tackling procrastination. Something that really helps me limit my procrastination is something I heard that was basically like procrastination is based on the fear of failure. And after I heard that, it just changed my perspective completely because I was like, why am I putting off this task? Is it because I am nervous that if I do some practice questions, I'm going to get loads of them wrong and I'm going to feel really low on my self-esteem or if I'm in the gym and I want to lift, I want to try lift a heavier weight and I put it off, I'm just like procrastinating on my phone, having a scroll. And it's like, am I procrastinating? Because I'm scared that if I fail, I will feel really bad. And I think looking at that and again, detaching yourself emotionally and going, do you know what? If I fail, it's okay. I gave it a go. Yeah. Um, so I think, and you know, that happens in all sorts of little things like procrastination is such a huge, like, you know, it affects every single one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last, thing for um efficiency is just being able to focus on one thing at one time not flipping between different things like when i'm out for a walk with my friends i want to be enjoying my time with my friends and that is my time to breathe time to relax time to really just feel that is my downtime Mm -hmm. but then say if i'm in the library then i put my then i put forest on and that is it that is my time in the library and if i'm editing again i put forest on don't touch my phone and I just edit like and there's none of this like when you change between tasks there's a name for it and I can't remember but there's a name for it when you change between tasks it takes up a lot of energy and it it actually does take your brain time to readjust to the different tasks so I think yeah focusing on
0: like one thing at one time does help too That is such good advice. I'm actually going to have to take that advice and use it. I have um, an app on my phone called Focus, I think. And I think I only used it once. Uh, I can't find it. I think it's called Focus, you guys. But I have only used it once. And I'm really bad about that. I like if I'm going out and doing something sometimes I don't know if you know what Anki is or some people pronounce it. Yeah. So I'm an Anki user, and I'm so bad. Like I'll be on a drive with someone, and I'll be like doing Anki cards in the passenger. Yeah, yeah, Or you know, like you know, I just try to like pull stuff up, and I guess do multiple things at once. And yeah, I'll take your advice, and I'm gonna try to change that. It takes time to change habits, especially that. Yeah. but. I am bad. I like pick up my phone while I'm studying, even though I tell everyone else like don't do that. Um and yeah, I lose focus pretty easily. So I really value the advice you just shared. Yeah. Yeah. I use um, forest is
1: the app that I use. It basically gives you a little tree. Uh And if you go on your phone within like the limit you set yourself, the tree dies. And my Uh friend always says to me, She's like, It's just an imaginary tree, and I'm like, Yeah, but you don't understand. Like, I don't want that imaginary tree to die. Like it will.
0: I will feel very disappointed in myself. So yeah, Forest is a good one for so staying off your phone. I didn't know that. I've heard about the Forest app, but I thought it was just one of those things where, like, oh, you know, like you're gonna say you're studying for twenty minutes, and it's just gonna believe you unless you pause it or something. I didn't know that. Yeah. tell when you pick up your phone.
1: Oh my God, the the tree dies. It says that ba- like the tree <laughs> literally shrivels up in front of you. Like no, no, it's actually really good, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you should try that app. My tree would die. <laughs> several times but that's actually really cool I didn't know you could do that yeah yeah all right well guys you should try out forest I think <laughs> that's all the other apps I've heard of so I know you've shared a lot of advice but my last question is actually what's one piece of advice that has changed your life, <laughs> like better than any other oh. advice you've so far oh my gosh i they-
1: such a hard question oh no okay non-medicine related and um, because I've spoken a lot about like you know um being protective and whatever so non-medicine related something that has completely changed my life is I was reading a book um I think it was about happiness and you know how to just be more happy in general and it just talked about um you know like oh my gosh ways to be more grateful um so now myself and my boyfriend we've been doing it for about a year now and every single morning we wake up and we say like well we're not so we we're long distance um and like we'll just text each other good morning and we'll say three things that we're grateful three things that we're grateful for um one like thing one thing that we're proud of and then three like goals that we're just like thinking about so um that has completely changed like the way I start my day and I think it just it's made me so much more positive and so much more like happy just in myself and I think when you know that the next day you're going to have to think of three things to be grateful for you spend the whole day going oh I can say that I can tell Nabil that's my thing to be grateful for or I can use that and you find yourself noticing all these all these small positive things in your life like just as a habit and I think that has just completely revolutionized like my mood my like just I don't know how like happy and grateful I am yeah and motivated as well
0: Faye, I'm feeling some type of way right now I want to start doing that too I really like
1: that (laughs) do it with someone because otherwise if you say you're going to do it like even if you say you're going to do it in a journal you might not like keep up with it the best thing is me and the bill both and it feels a little bit like can feel a little bit cringe at the beginning but you know what I absolutely love it and it gives us something to talk about I feel like when you're in um like a a long-term relationship you know you, you run out of things to say to each other but then if when we say things that we're grateful for that gives us something to talk about and discuss and like build each other up with so yeah
0: really positive habit there guys yeah, no, and I feel like that must help so much for the relationship itself. Even if you're not saying, like, even if you're saying stuff for yourself, like, "Oh, I'm grateful for this that happened in my life." I'm sure it, sometimes it gets in there that like you're grateful for each other too, and that's really good yeah. for you know relationships. It's like a good reminder because um, sometimes you need that affirmation. And you know, my my therapist from BetterHelp tells me to journal, and I'm not good at doing that every day. Like I forget. And I mostly only journal when I'm upset about something. I'm like, oh, I gotta write yeah. that down um, rather yeah. than grateful about things. So, when you're doing this with someone and you're texting them, like we text people every single morning, every night. So, at least that's like already a habit <laughs> that's formed.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I'm gonna start doing that. I love that. Oh my
1: gosh, do it. Cause
0: even I'm the same, like
1: if I had like a crappy day in Yumi or something, then I text my bail and I'd have a massive rant to him. But I'd never think to text him, oh, do you know what? I made a really tasty meal the other day or someone was really kind to me and they sent me their like, mm-hmm. um, no, like, it does not need to be anything humongous. Just three things that, you know, gave you some joy the, the day before. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, you know, this reminds me. So um, this is relationship advice for anyone out there. But if anyone's like struggling in their relationships, something that I usually, you know, offer as advice to my friends, if they're going through something too, is. Say, like, end your day with one thing that you appreciate about the other person. And I've definitely done that before. And I think it makes the biggest freaking difference ever. Um, So you put in your phone, like, as a reminder, every 6 p.m. or every 8 p.m., Um, like do an appreciation text and you just text them like one thing that you appreciated about them and I think it's a game changer so that's what this reminds me of
1: oh I love that I might start doing that one
0: (laughs) yeah it's very similar to yours like you could just say oh I'm grateful for my language was like oh I appreciate this x y and z yeah 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 sharing all that
1: you're welcome
0: Yeah, it was awesome to speak to you, Faye. I loved getting to know you a little bit more. And I'm so glad that you were able to come on the podcast today. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so, so, so much for having me. Yeah,
0: of course. For everyone that's listening, if you've enjoyed the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also, if you learned one little thing from the show, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review. It means a lot to me and I read them all. I'll see you guys in the next one.